the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. returned uh, in an earlier episode we launched our continuing exploration into idioms this is the next episode of idiomatic for the people come on knock on my door idiomatic for you Something, something about people and phrases and dun dun and we gotta workshop that. Yeah. Uh, no, Ben, you pointed out though that the uh, the Three's Company theme, kind of dirty. Clearly not as innocent as the melody would imply, That's Noel. Right. And this is something that we we should look back into uh, because I know that you and I and our super producer Casey Pegram had a uh, fantastic time tripping the light of uh, music history in our Louie Louie episode. So maybe we can look at sitcom theme songs one day. Are you trying to make Trip the Light happen, Ben? No, but I was thinking <laughs> about making to... Cast the Pod fantastic. Gretchen, there you go. Gretchen there you never going to happen. That could be a whole other like thing. Hey, well, we hear voices. You hear these voices, Ben. We've got voices. That's right. They're yeah. not just the ones in our heads. No, no. It's not just you and Casey and myself today. We are rejoined by our good friends, Rowan Newby and Frank Mulherin. Hey. Mahalo. <laughs> Guys, thanks, thanks for that. Was that a well hello or a mahalo? Both. <laughs> both. Okay. Both. I'm fine with that. Multifunctional. So we are, uh, we're really glad that you guys didn't, uh, didn't give up the ghost. That's another idiom. Didn't Ooh. give up the ghost uh, at intermission and came, and came back. So thanks so much for giving us a second date. We've established the rules of idiomatic for the people already. I almost tapped out myself, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. You've, been, you've had a long day, my friend. It's been a long journey. I was telling uh, Super Producer Casey Pegram that I did get good sleep last night. I went to bed like a good boy at around 9. Mm. Woke up at 4.30. But it's not about the lack of sleep. It's just about the length of the day. When yep. you're up at 4, it feels like an eternity. But I'm kind of liking this uh, punchy vibe that I'm riding out. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that it'll uh, lend itself to some fun, idiomatic uh, dissection. 
I am 100% agreed with you. And uh, I have just been struck by inspiration. Noel, will you be the first brave soul to uh, explore an idiom with us today? I would love to, Ben Jaman. Uh, my idiom <laughs> is uh, the name of a Spice Girl. Can you guess which one it is? Is it scary? The story, uh, the story is a little <laughs> bit of scary. Uh, it does involve some sport, okay. some potential sport, some sports, uh, individ sporty individuals. Mm -hmm. That's uh, not a baby. What though. are the other ones? There's baby uh, and baby. Um, there, there may be some babies in the story sure. here. Sure. Is baby spice ginger? I, I, I think scary I know spice, it. Ginger spice. Was she ginger spice or was she, she was, wasn't she? There was ginger spice. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, ginger well, is a spice, I think is what you mean. <laughs> ginger is a spice. Multiple levels. And yeah, so many levels. The story of, of the spice girl in question, um, or at least her namesake, uh, does involve some spices potentially. Turmeric. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm. Aha. Cumin. It involves a journey to uh, India. To, oh. to the land of Asia, the land of exotic spices. Mm, my right? favorite. Yeah. Like turmeric. Sure. Like, uh, you know. Um, peppercorns uh, pe also. Peppercorns. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, but it's not just any journey, my friend. Mm. It is the journey of the wealthy via steamship. You see, in the late 19th and early 20th century, it was the thing to do for the well-to-do, the wealthy, the upper crust of England to uh, go to India for uh, what they call in, in uh, England a uh, holiday, which means vacation, right? <laughs> oh. Or it's also a fabulous Madonna song. Wouldn't that be funny? So there's a Go-Go song called Vacation, and then there's a Madonna song called Holiday. And they're both about, you know, Madonna's song about holiday is about taking a holiday. Yeah. If we took oh. a holiday, just some time to celebrate. No, I think she's more talking about like a Christmas type experience. Sure. She's talking about celebrating. Well, as long as you wake me up before you go, go. Oh, you know oh, I will, yeah. Rowan Newby. Okay. You know I will. Listen when here, September though. Ends. Listen here, my friend. So they have to take this journey on steamship. And here's the thing. In those days, it was not a good look for the wealthy to have a tan because the tan was not what it is today where people, you know, get literally spray painted on their body so they look, <laughs> they have that, like, glow. Uh, no, that was the look that was uh, reserved for, like, a field hand. Mm. That was considered, like, what we would call, like, a redneck or something like that. Someone that's, like, the lowest of the low. And these these wealthy types wanted to maintain their ghostly complexion. Mm. Um, so here's the thing. The story of the word posh. That is my oh. word. That was a long preamble to get there, I know. But... Ben, you know I love uh, a good um, acronym. That's true. You know I. You know this mm -hmm. about me, Frank. You know this about me. I'm oh, always talking about acronyms. The house. <laughs> it's like the stop. It's crazy. I yeah. won't shut up. I'm like acronym, acronym, acronym. Uh, yet I can't like, seem to think of one. We get it. Yeah. So it's I mean, like no, name some. It. Radar. <laughs> race car. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. It's not. Race car is a, it's a, it's a palindrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not an acronym. Uh, just want to chime in here. One of my favorite palindromes. Doctor Awkward. Really? Whoa. Wow. Beautiful. Also one of my favorite uh, Spider-Man villains. Mm -hmm. No, wait a second. <laughs> I know. My favorite is a Lonely Tylenol. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. But uh, palindromes may be something for a different tale, right? <laughs> Did you know that the word palindrome is itself a palindrome? I'm pretty sure it Wait might be in second. some other language. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that's fair. So I'll tell you, uh, the story of the word posh is really fascinating because there is a popularly circulated, let's call it, um, I don't know, a rumored origin of this word that these uh, these mucky muck English types uh, that were going on their holiday to India via steamship required 
a very particular type of seat so they would not get that tan. Um, so they wanted to sit in the part of the ship that would shield them from the afternoon sun, which is the hottest of the hot during the day when you're out on the open sea, which would, according to this version of events, be the right or the starboard side. And then when you came back, they wanted it to be on the left or the port side. So therein you have the acronym P-O-S-H, port side out, starboard home. Meaning oh, on the voyage there, yeah. you'd sit on the port side. On the voyage back, you'd sit on the starboard side. And supposedly, according to this tale, these tickets would be stamped with posh. And it got so popular that people just started asking for the posh ticket. We want the posh ticket. How posh. Turns out this is garbage. This story is not true <laughs> at all. And there's great reason. There's a, it, It's so garbage and so questionable that Snopes has a fantastic article dissecting all of these, uh, these various versions of the story. Uh, and they have a couple of reasons that this does not make sense. First of all, um, the way the sun would move in a journey like this would be different depending on the day. Right. This is a very long and arduous journey. And uh, they, you know, you couldn't really bank on where the sun would be exactly. Yeah, it makes um, its own rules. It does make its own <laughs> rules. Uh, and that's the thing. The winds, the, there were monsoon winds that would be in play and they would change. From season to season. So it would mm. change seasonally, you know, like uh, maybe not day to day, but certainly seasonally. Um, and there's here's the other part. Here's the other rub, as they say, which uh, is another idiom we should explore. There it um, is. Yeah, there it is right there. Uh, they These trips were so long and difficult that they wouldn't book a round trip. They would be staying in India for a long time mm. to make it worth their while. They might stay months. Some might even stay for like a year or so. They would not book that return trip until they uh, w knew damn well they were ready to come home. It's very posh of them. It's so posh. Um, and so the real origin of the word posh uh, came around in 1830. And the thing about posh, too, is the reason stories like this can take hold is because its, its origins are a little bit murky, but mm. there are some um, origins in the Romani language of the early 17th century where it was a term that meant money. The term was posh huri, which was their version of a halfpence. Mm. So um, then the word posh kind of stuck around and started to mean money. Money equals you are so money, you are so well-to-do, mm -hmm. you are so posh. That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, and now we use that term to mean anyone that is moneyed or looking fancy or mm -hmm. looking like whatever their getup is, is would have cost a good bit, you know? So yeah, you that's amazing. I have to admit, I'm a it was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for me, Noel, because I, I got quite into the idea <laughs> of Posh Spice's full name being <laughs> Portside Out, Starboard Home, <laughs> Spice. That would be good. That would be good. And a point that I love the Snopes article makes is that the uh, the Brits of this period, and honestly humans in general, big fans of scrapbooking. Scrapbooking, is a, it was a super fashionable thing to do. Ooh. And not a single one of these Posh stamped tickets exists in the world. Ah, Ooh. busted. Whoa. It's debunked. Yeah. So, yeah, totally debunked. But the Brits love to say Posh. 
That's probably where I know the term from. Oh, of most, course. You know, You're a totally. posh dandy. You know, posh, exactly. Exactly. You're like a posh dandy tripping the light fantastic. There we go. I like that line from Peep Show where it's like uh, he calls him a posh spaz. A you posh. probably iron your socks. That's yes. right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, also, also I, I propose that we take it upon ourselves to bring back posh as a slang term for money. There's always. I do love there, that. There's so many. I think, you can, yeah. I think you can pull it off and no one will bust you. You know what I mean? Like, if you say, how much posh how is much? that? They'll just say it's 435 you know? I, I sure. think that works totally. There's some, like, you ever heard of, like, uh, scratch? You ever heard of someone sure. calling money scratch? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cheddar. Posh is way cooler. Yeah, posh is way cooler. You got the posh? Something more mm-hmm. fashionable. Sounds mm-hmm. like something Ali G would say. They'll the posh. Something you would say. Booyakasha. Exactly. Booyapasha. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Come well. on. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, now we uh, now we turn to let's see what, what you got something, Frank. You got one for us? Sure. Um, I was uh, looking at uh, what's cracking in. What's cracking in on tonight? Do y'all have uh, what's cracking? <laughs> Do y'all have any idea of uh, what's going on? Like some some what's the haps? Yeah, haps? what's the haps? Yeah. What's the buzz? What's the cracking? You know, what's the new what's, gossip? Sure. What's the four one one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was looking into this, and you know, it's not something that's native to America. It's but it's been around in England for a while, and specifically. It comes from the Ulster area and the Scots-Irish area. 
of the British Isles. And originally it was spelled, you know, like the way we spell it now, like C-R-A-C-K. So that was American then? It was an Americanized version or no? Well, no, no, no. It was um, originally started out in, as Middle English and it was just ah, like yes. a, in, mm. in a, you know, it was related to the sound, but it, but in this particular usage of it, it pertained to like a lot of chatter, basically, like people, you know, you, you go into a loud bar or restaurant and you hear just, you know, you know white people, noise. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. I believe they call them pubs over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a, a merry cacophony. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so very nice. Ben. what I found really interesting about this was that it, it's an example of a reborrowing. So it was primarily used in you know, Scotland, northern England, and in northern Ireland. It really wasn't used in Ireland, even though we associate, you know, when people say, where's the crack or what's the crack? That you is know? not what I think of. When people say, where's the crack, I'm thinking <laughs> of something completely different. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> But, um, yeah, but say if you were in Ireland and somebody <laughs> asked you that, you know, they would just take you to a cool bar or, you know, a restaurant or whatever. And then sell you some crack. Sell you some crack, and they, then you'd continue we'll, about your night. <laughs> so crack's use in mainland Ireland or the non-Northern Ireland part really is more of a recent thing and um, kind of started in the late 60s. And what happened was they took crack and galicized it and started to spell it C-R-A-I-C. Hmm. You know, so they don't have a K in hmm. Gaelic, and I don't know why they chose to put an I in front of the That's series. what I'm saying. It looks like a more Middle English version. Like, sure. I would think of it like, you know, the crake was yeah. in the whiskey and the leapy deeds and all that kind of we stuff. We hopped over the crake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's got a uh, jabberwocky vibe to it as well. I, really in the sleevey toots. Yes, yes. Yeah. The gyre and gimbal. Uh, so I wonder if it's related to archaic in any way, just because of that AI. It's just an example of the Irish taking this word and giving it a more Gaelic sort of rebranding. And that's really kind of like what it turns into because it turns into this Gaelic spelling of it and it becomes associated with Irish nightlife, culture, and just going out and having fun and raising hell and all that kind of stuff. And then it ends up Hmm. coming back into English by way of Ireland. And it kind of now means like fun, nightlife, gossip, and all Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff, but with the kind of Irish uh, flavor to it. So are we... Are we having crack now? Is this this what we're doing? (laughs) I'd like to hope so. I hope so, for real. Okay, all right. Is that how you would say it, too? We're having crack? Yeah, yeah, we're having a crack. And and, uh, having a crack? I feel very... uh, strange. Very fake, say, like, because I went to... Having a good crack. Yeah, I went to um, Dublin uh, last year, and what surprised me is I had heard people use this phrase, but I had no idea what it meant. And I was never in a situation where I wanted to stop someone and and be like, pardon me, uh, fellow Irish person? You know what I mean? What, What... what is this crack of which you speak? Take a crack. And where can on. I get some? I'm sorry I keep leaning on that, but it's I can't, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't unhear that. So to me, what what, occur, what, what comes to mind is what's cracking. Yes, sure. Uh, and I also, another popular British expression is a cracking good time. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if you're saying that's cracking good, you know, that is, I think it just means that it's uh, uh, super exciting and mm-hmm. fun and uh, upbeat. High energy. Yeah, totally. And one interesting thing um, I came across with this is that it's kind of – 
n- now that it's become readopted by English speakers, it's now kind of like seen as kind of like emblematic of the Disneyification of Irish culture. You saw like the proliferation of like Irish pubs in the nineties, you know, and that, like that tipsy McStumbles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I didn't make that up. In that Frank was, and I's hometown of Augusta, Georgia, which you mentioned last episode, there is an Irish bar that's sort of like an Irish bar Hooters called Tipsy McStumbles. Wow. If that's not the most ex- offensive cultural appropriation uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, I don't know what it is. You know, there are a lot of really cool examples of reborrowing that I thought were really interesting. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how like animation in English and then Jap- in Japan there's anime mm-hmm. and then now in English animation that has this from Japan or you mean Japanimation? Japan yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Nobody says that. Nobody says You're that. You're not supposed to say that. That will get you punched by <laughs> fans of the medium. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, come full circle back to anime. So. so I have a question. Can we as Americans use this phrase or are we being jerks? I would, uh, if I was going over there, I would be like, listen, I don't want, I don't Any want trouble. this, I don't want this uh, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck crack, you know, I'm looking for the real thing. You know, don't send me to where the tourists are. <laughs> See, I, I, okay. I feel like yeah, you're I'm both. not into Donald Duck crack either, yeah. personally. Oh, my goodness Not gracious. my crack. Uh, <laughs> last thing, real quick. Yeah. I, I keep seeing this on the internet uh, when I'm looking at this. The crack was 90. Why isn't it 100? Yes, Why is it is, only 90? That is the highest gradation of crack. Keep it 90. This is like that Breaking Bad level yeah. crack. If you go past... Uh, uh, crack 90, then you've entered into minus crack where you've had too good of a time. Minus and, crack. and, you know, you, you said some terrible things and gotten into a fight. Uh-huh. And, oh, that's you know, bloody minus crack. All I your can't friends do have canceled you. They'll cancel you. You were yeah. canceled this season. That's right. Frank, you were so minus crack. <laughs> that was fantastic. I, I, first of all, when you texted the, the group saying that I thought you were misspelling a word, uh, and I was like, I don't <laughs> I do know that. what this is, but uh, I am I am delighted. This I literally learned something new yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to mention it in our uh off-air talks because i thought you would like have more fun so you knew about it you knew what it was yeah because people talk about it i actually um when we were there we ended up entirely through accident staying next to the most notorious club in dublin which is a place called copper-faced jacks i don't want to go too far into detail on it but uh, if you are by a computer that is not associated with your work, feel free to Google it <laughs> and check out what happens at Copperface Jacks. I hear it's a uh, raging crack. It's at 90. Am I doing that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Good. Crack 90. Crack 90. We should do, we should do, there's some t-shirt ideas here, guys. These are t-shirt ideas. Right in, let us know. Yeah. I'll wear any t-shirt sure. with crack on it. <laughs> That's what people say about you. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. 
You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have one, you guys. It might, it might surprise you. Have you ever felt that you were doing something or involved in some kind of project that, um, that felt too improvised, somewhat haphazard? Like this podcast? No, we had a <laughs> – hey, we had a plan. We had a text. We had a text <laughs> we thread. We had a text yeah. thread. So Irreverence is the name of the game. Yes, sure. More loosey-goosey than this is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, not loosey-goosey, but, uh, but that's a great one too. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's, close. that's true. It, the phrase – willy-nilly, which is uh, for older generations. What? what? No, I'm sorry. Just willy-nilly, loosey-goosey. They're both yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of similar sing-songy. Ah, uh, so sing-songy. Yeah. They've got some whimsy to them, right? They're a bit jejune. But willy-nilly, now it's something you would, you would associate with, let's be honest, maybe a, a, a child, a teacher, or an older person, mm-hmm. say, in, in a way, like if you've ever seen a very wholesome person get angry, they would use a phrase like <laughs> willy-nilly. Like, you cannot be out all hours of the night driving willy-nilly hither and yon. <laughs> hither right. and thither, even. Yes, yes. Pal-mel. So nowadays, in 2019, we associate this with the definition that I think we all recognized instantly. Doing something without a good set of directions, Lackluster planning, mm. somewhat haphazardly, which reminds us, uh, I, I feel terrible. Super producer Casey Pegram. We went willy-nilly into the beginning of this podcast. We ran roughshod over our normal top-of-the-show shout-out to Casey. Yes. Uh, please our do forgive Casey. us. Yes, we are, we are penitent. I blame you, Rowan. What? Yes. Size? Come on. We blame Rowan. Oh, I, look, I'm sorry. Casey, do you forgive me? <laughs> I forgive you. Oh, listen to that, huh? Casey on the case. Yeah, and it sounded very sincere, so well, you guys need to <laughs> take take a deep breath. All right, we're good. So <laughs> willy-nilly is much older than you might originally suspect. The phrase that survives now, W-I-L-L-Y dash N-I-L-L-Y, 
is the winner of a long battle between various different spellings. Uh, and <laughs> it's even uh, become a, a great fake name, if you guys are into those, uh, William Nilliam. <laughs> is that who's who's going to use that at the airport next right? every hotel I stay at every hotel so the early meaning of the word nil is key to the understanding it, it used to it used to mean originally with or against your will so come hell or high water mm -hmm. is closer to the original version of willy nilly because the early meaning of the word nil uh, it was the opposite of will a contraction of Nay will. So, oh my gosh. So yeah. I yeah. blowing my mind. So I, I nil do that. I will not do that. Yeah. yeah. Webster's defines it as uh, whether you like it or not. Yep. Uh, and so I've always wanted to say Webster's defines it as. Sorry. <laughs> it. It's perfect. <laughs> Shout out to Webster's. So will I, nil I can be expanded into be I willing, be I unwilling. Combining the two sentiments with the implication that it doesn't matter how you feel about it, you are stuck doing this thing. I got a lot of this information from one of my uh, favorite uh, word websites, which is Worldwide Words. It is a treasure trove, a cavalcade of very, very strange phrases. And an interesting backstory, the guy that uh, that maintained it, right? Yeah, yeah. He is uh, no longer actively updating the site, but Michael Quinion uh, has spent his entire life studying this. He's a one-man army, and it's it's fascinating just the, the sheer bulk of stuff he describes. So shout out to you, Mike, and thanks for putting this together. So the, the phrase itself dates back at least a thousand years. The earliest known version was in an old English text called Lives of Saints. The line is, for in thee we sing, sing fool, and skill and bone eat mode. Will we, nil we? I don't know what he's talking about. But, will but he, he got the nilly. Nilly. <laughs> I did. And something yeah. about skating and bone. What, what was it? Skanks and bones? Sin, sinful Boning and stolen bone Edmode. 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 I'm in Edmode. Edmode Ed squad. Mode. Bro, you're so Edmode right so now. I'm so Edmode right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when you like actively are sort of like a dweeb. Like I'm in yeah. full Edmode. Mm. And uh, then it could I don't also... know why. <laughs> Ed, sorry to all the Eds out no, there. No, this you is great. great. These are going to be t-shirts. And then... Uh, it occurs in The Taming of the Shrew in 1596 with its original meaning. Uh, Petruchio, speaking to Katharina, says, Thus in plain terms, your father hath consented that you shall be my wife, your dowry greed on, and will you, nil you, I will marry you. Super creepy dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, not not, good. that's not a good look for Petruchio. What's his mm -hmm. name? That's right. Oh, I got it. You nailed it, man. And this is just, a, a, I think, a great example of how previously, maybe not sinister, but previously more combative or, or less innocuous terms become these fun things that we throw around now. You know totally. what I mean? You're not, you're like the odds of you being in an altercation and someone saying, Will you or nil you <laughs> in a threatening manner? That's just safely not going to happen. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I do have to say, Ben, I use this one quite a lot. Ah, yeah. You, you use it willy-nilly. I use it willy-nilly. Just, just, just every which way. Uh, yeah, I really do. I really, really like willy-nilly. Oh, come on. I keep thinking of what's that song, Will Willy Bully? Willy oh, Bully. Yeah. I keep thinking of the song Willy Bully, but just with the lyrics replaced willy-nilly. 
I like it. Which no, actually I, I, works. No, I do. But honestly, though, when I use it, though, I use it in kind of a Larry David kind of like grumpy mm-hmm. old man way where I'm like, you can't just go doing this stuff willy nilly, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, or, you know, <laughs> it, it's this idea of uh, it, there's got to be a little order involved. Yeah. You can't just go. You can't just be going out, you know. Doing whatever it is yeah. you're doing. Whatever the case might be. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Can't be haphazard or pell-mell. Pell-mell. Yes. That's which is so funny because they're cigarettes. That. I was about to say that Paul. are grandpa cigarettes. Yes. Who would also say willy-nilly probably. But grandpas pronounce it pell-mell. And if you look at the, the pack, it's clearly Paul Mall. Yeah. And uh-huh. they're still around. But apparently they're like, that, that's one of these examples of willful disagreement of an obvious pronunciation. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, yeah. I love that. Uh, Maybe no, they're just like, I'm going to smoke this as fast as possible. And <laughs> I don't have time to read yeah. the box. <laughs> <laughs> A person with things to do. Right. Uh, so that's, that's the story. So we have posh. We have crack. We took a crack at crack. Yeah. Uh, and then we have willy-nilly, but we weren't quite willy-nilly with this episode because we did have a plan. We did promise everyone in the beginning uh, that we would we would each present an idiom. And uh, Rowan, since you are an <laughs> alumni of the show now, mm-hmm. alumnus? Alumner? Alum? Aluminium? Aluminium. <laughs> since you are, in fact, built largely from aluminium. No, That's uh, correct. Uh, I'm a tin man. We would like to give the honor to you. You have the last idiom. Now, this means that if the three of us have uh-huh. really dropped the ball here, I don't know where that one comes from, then uh-huh. it's uh, no pressure on you to save the show. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't feel pressured by that statement at all. Good, because Nolan Frank gave you some serious nods Oof. and wants you to know that we're not joking. Okay. They all just crack their knuckles and they're looking at me very uh, sternly. I want everyone to know. Can you hear those knuckles cracking? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you that is not up? Foley. That is, uh, that is in the room. Wow. Okay, well, Ugh, I'm, I'm triggered I'm by that sound. Sweating bullets though. right now. Uh, put that on your list, by That's the way. There. <laughs> um, <laughs> good because I'm tripping balls <laughs> right now. Tripping so. the balls, fantastic. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, there's actually a dry erase board behind Ben, where he puts a tally of every uh, accidental idiom we utter. Ben literally <clears> keeps <throat> score in all things. In all things, it's podcast true. related. I'm anyway. super petty. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But sure, yeah. Here we go. Let's jump in. Uh, this is a lesser known. Idiom for the uh, people out there, uh, Harbuxing the Runway. Uh, If you're not familiar with this, it it refers to someone who's maybe showboating or peacocking a bit, you know, uh, maybe accidentally alienating a crowd as opposed to enlightening with their flair and uh, mild superiority, but like big personality mostly. I've heard this, but I have no idea where it comes from. Is it like a a European thing or is it? You know, I think its origins are English, but... uh, but I think English. So yeah, European. Okay. Not wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. English, you think? English. Did you do the homework? I did or not? the homework. Come on. We are really picking on There's, Rowan today. Uh, well, it is one of those expressions that feels fake. <laughs> but I promise it's not. <laughs> so what? Okay. So so lay it on us, man. What's sure. The, what's the etymology? Is there a story behind this? Well, there, there's a man uh, by the name of Alexander Benson. Okay, who. Uh, was uh, the great grandfather of somebody who I uh, know, and uh, Admiral Nicholas von Benson, mm. who um, has shared this wisdom with me. Uh, it evidently stems from uh, old uh, brigantine uh, ships, and um, there was something called a like you know, with the at the front of the ship is the bow, and the back is the um, is the port, correct? Or no, stern. the port is the stern. Thank you. And the, so, in the back of the ships, where you steer the ship. 
And if somebody was steering the ship, they they would have this uh, semblance of, um, er, you know, kind of arrogance. They'd be taking up a lot of, mm. you know, they're like, oh, I'm in control of this ship. So they were often known as the Harbucks. They were Harbucksing. Oh, okay. And the so- runway being like they're the passageway from the port or the starboard. Oh, okay. The stern. So de- All right. The stern is in the back, I'm saying. But when you look forward. Ah, yes. Because yes, they get this whole, like, vista of the entire ship and the sea because they're steering the ship So forward. they're sort of, like, hogging the, the spotlight a Ex- little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can be a little braggadocious, but, eh, but they're doing their job. You know, they're, I think it's kind of an unintentional type of parbox. It's like flexing on the gram or something. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So a more archaic exactly. version, perhaps? Mm, yes. Why not? Very archaic. Because I, I haven't, I, I got to be honest, like, I haven't, <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with it. I'm sure a lot of us listening are, but I haven't heard it in the modern day. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, much like willy-nilly, people aren't, um, or will to the nil or whatever it was, uh, folks aren't using this as uh, as often as they should. You know, frankly, I'm a little upset mm-hmm. that people are, often try to call me on this, uh, but it is real as the table we're in front of. Uh, right, we are not sitting down. We're standing in front an of idiom? the table in a line. Real is the table in front of us. You can put that on the tally board. All right. So <laughs> do you think people should bring this back? I I strongly suggest it would be for the, the benefit of all if we uh, – because you got to call people on their on their BS. Oh. Know? Often, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so you – know okay, okay, so I'm going to – okay. Uh-oh. Is, 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 is oh, any no. of this true? Yeah. All right. What? I don't know, man. I wrote a bunch of other fake things. So if you want me to read it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I mean real things. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm still in. Because I did actually Google the word Harbuck. Uh-huh. Because, you know, what, it's what the internet's for, right? Sure. Okay. Harbuck could have ties to a Gaelic expression, Harbuck, which was a surname or habitational name taken from Arbuckle, a parish of Airdry, Lancashire. I think I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's, it's Gaelic. Yes, fine. Wow, really? That's so, Gaelic. It's it's Gaelic. So we <laughs> we've got crack and we came back around. Exactly. We're back and he was talking about ships at the beginning of the show. Wow. Yeah. yeah think about that. It's it, almost as though I'm definitely usual suspect. It's this. almost as though you invented <laughs> Or, I'm sorry, discovered the perfect crystallization of everything that we did in this episode, mm. summed up in a completely believable and uh, meticulously researched idiom. I, I, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself. I, um, I'm patting myself on the back. You should However, be, yeah. Nicholas von Benson, Admiral, uh, deserves a large amount of the credit as well, I must say. Was he the Har- was he the original Harbucks? He was the original person to Harbucks the runway. Now I have to say this: wouldn't an admiral? He would just be commanding. He wouldn't be steering. Well, he was kind of a dick about it. Okay, that's fair. some people are really hands on, you know. Yeah. So people, would, yeah, exactly, because yeah. you know it's an it, you know there are it, shifts. It's also so. a power move. Exactly. You know Big what I mean? time. Like oh, you're yeah. an admiral, you want people to know you still got it. Yeah. He would often just like shout. Hey, guys, look at me. Hey, <laughs> ch- check out the the steering on this guy, huh? <laughs> Got really good handling. Really good handling. Yeah. That, and then that, people that. would be swabbing the poop deck like, that's nice, sir. That's great. Well, you know what? I say we take this to our favorite court because if anyone can get to the bottom of the veracity 
of this figure of speech. It will be our super producer, Casey Pegram. Uh, Casey, question for you. Uh, when was the last time you heard Harbuck's in the runway? I would estimate about an hour ago uh, when oh. we were talking about it outside before recording. This is new to you. It's a new one to me, but you know, it feels like it should be real. So it has that going for it. Are, make, make, what are you implying? So. Uh, should be real? I, Casey, I thought we were... I mean, you know, all language is constructed, same. so... I mean, really, what is real yeah. versus fake? Yeah, thank you. And that's actually something I texted Noel earlier. That's very and, true. And no, you did. Uh, so be it true, uh, will he, nil he, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it demonstrates uh, the malleability of language and the power of belief, which is what we're all about here on Ridiculous mm -hmm. History. That is correct. It's like our main yep. thing. It's our malleability. It's, it's our main one, thing. It's a, one of our main things. Uh, so, guys, again, Thank you so much for uh, dropping by and helping shed some light on the mysteries of etymology. Uh, for those of us listening, um, we want to thank you for all the responses we received to our previous idiomatic for the people. Write in, let us know some of your favorite uh, figures of speech, turns of phrase, idioms. Also, if you speak languages other than English— What's something that you think sounds really strange in English but is very common in some other language? That's an episode all its own. There are some great ones. No Thanks to you, my dear friend, my dear old friend, Frank Mulherin, coiner of Idiomatic for the People, uh, ephemeral friend of the show, and now, what's the, what's the opposite of ephemeral? Concrete? La lasting? <laughs> Corporeal. Corporeal. Friend of the show. All part right. of the show. It's been a long time coming. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. I know me. you had to rush over here from, from work, and uh, it, it means the world. Rowan Newby? Yeah, thanks so much, Rowan. Uh, you can find you can find uh, Mr. Newby on his own show, uh, Pitches, which is a comedy podcast about the evaluation of ideas. <laughs> correct. A panoply of ideas, right? That is correct. Very good word. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like Shark Tank minus all the stress and money and plus all the uh, chatter and, and fun and irreverence. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty off the cuff. I got Ben Bolin here actually on, coming up on an episode and I got Noel Brown here on uh, one that's airing today. How do you nice. like them apples? So you can check it out now wherever you find your favorite mm -hmm. podcast. That's correct. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the things. You get on there, baby, at Pitches Podcast. Get it. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, meet uh, one of our favorite parts of the show, your fellow listeners on our Facebook page, Ridiculous Historians. Big thanks to super producer Casey Pegram. Big thanks to our research associate, Gabe Luzier. And thanks to Alex Williams, who composed our ever-so-earwormy theme. And as we said in previous episode, uh, write it and let us know if there were any figures of speech or turns of phrase that we used unconsciously. I'm sure they were in there. You can find my personal Instagram at Ben Bolin. And hey, Noel, you're on the internet, too. Yeah, I'm on the internet at, at Embryonic Insider. Double ats. It's the only way you can find it. I'm kidding. Just a single app. <laughs> Willy-nilly. Great crack, folks. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode when we do something that we guarantee will be uh, ridiculous. Yeah, that's the least we can guarantee. We'll see you next time. With 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.